Hello, movie lovers, or people who just like movies, I guess. And happy November. We are closing out this year awfully fast. And today, you know, I did my damnedest to try to find a scary Thanksgiving kind of randomly. Somehow came upon, I don't know how I'm deciding these movies anymore, Horns with Daniel Radcliffe. Anybody remember that movie? Anybody? Anybody? Well, it came out October 3rd of 2014. Gosh, it gross worldwide is over 3 million, if that does anything for you, considering it's a Daniel Radcliffe movie. But anyways, after Iggy's longtime girlfriend is murdered and the whole town agrees he's the killer, he awakens one morning with horns, and the townspeople soon confess their sins. Once knowing the sins of the people he's facing... He is facing the true killer of his beloved girlfriend. Okay. Starring Daniel Radcliffe, Juno Tempo, Max Mangella, Joe Anderson, Kelly Garner, James Rimmer, uh, Heather Graham makes an appearance, David Morris. People that you've seen in other things that you may or may not remember. This is based off a Joe Hill book of the same name, and that is Stephen King's Son. Uh, right, uh, let's see, let's go to director, Alejandre Aja, Aja, again, I suck at names, so go look it up your damn self. Let's see here, some of his movies, starting back from 03, High Tension, The Hills Have Eyes, okay, Mirrors, uh, let's see here, Piranha 3D, Horns, The Ninth Life of Louis Drax, Campfire Creepers, The Skull of Sam, with a short, Crawl, and in 2021, Oxygen. You know, Prana 3D and The Hills Have Eyes, I guess, are what I've seen from this gentleman, but that's kind of it. Yeah, so writers, Joe Hill, so, I mean, he's reworking his own thing, and Keith Bunnan, uh, I don't know who that is, let's see what he has done. Keith Bunnan, uh, let's see here, Horns, and then Onward, original story, that animated movie, in Nimona, and then he did some TV called In Treatment, so nothing of super big note. I mean, he went from 2013 of Horns to 2020 of Onwards, so that's kind of a gap in, in I'm going to say employment. I guess I really don't know what else you'd call it at that point, you know? You're either working or you're not, but I guess if you're getting paid, whatevs. Joe Hill, uh, you know, author, so what are you going to do? Let's see, he's got Lock and Key, Tales from the Dark Side from 2015, The Tall Grass on Netflix. Oh, that was him? I thought that was his daddy Oh, I listened to Nosferatu. I don't think I've checked out the TV show. The book wasn't bad. Uh, I have issues with the book. I have not seen the Black Phone, but want to. The Lock and Key TV series. Oh, that, the comic book. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I read some of the comic, but not bad. I did not get into the TV show. I think my wife liked it. Uh, it seemed like it was a little more tame than what the uh, than what the comic was. So I thought that was, again, an interesting turn of things. So our main character is Daniel Radcliffe of the Harry Potter fame. And I know it's been circulating the internet recently, too. But I, I'm in agreement. Uh, Wolverine, I think he could pull that off. I'm not opposed to it. They could do worse, especially since they seem to be dragging their feet on that. Uh, Juno Temple, 
The thing I know her most from is uh, Ted Lasso. Everybody else I really... I mean, Heather Graham has been in things. These are just people you've seen around. I think Daniel and Juno, obviously, are your big to-dos for this movie. Rated R for sexual content, some graphic nudity, disturbing violence, including uh, sexual assault, language, and drug use. This movie is... Boy, how do I... It didn't start out great for me because I felt the dialogue is weird. They're laying on a blanket and you get an overhead shot of them. And he's like, I love you for the rest of my life or forever. And she's like, just love me for the rest of my life. And it, on the surface, like this is the corniest, most bullshittest thing I have heard. And personal, like... I like the scenery of what we're doing with the Pacific Northwest. And unfortunately, it feels of twilight. And when you start adding in supernatural elements to it, it makes it feel like it's more in that camp, like it's almost a shared universe. And I have seen enough of the twilights that I know I don't like them. Hell, you could. I know I didn't like them from the get go. But anyways, kudos up front is I think this film looks great. It has got great scenery. It has got great places that we visit. We're not always in a building, and if we are, it's somewhat interesting. So this movie is all about a murder mystery. Who killed the girlfriend of Ig, Daniel Radcliffe's character? Who done did it? And... This is where I think, you know, it's adapting a book into a screenplay is always a tough move. And I think this movie takes shortcuts in the fact that it's not a linear story. We get cutbacks of recent events and then even further back of them as kids to fill in the story of where these friends are in each other's lives. And we come to find out that one of the friends who was kind of a dick as a kid is now a the cop. And the lawyer that's helping him, you know, stay out of trouble is a friend also, but he has a messed up hand because he held onto a cherry bomb for so long. And his brother's in the mix who is a musician and big in the drugs and Ig is just existing. And his girlfriend is kind of existing. And her sad backstory is, Mom died of cancer. That'll be important later. So Ig, in a drunken stupor, destroys some of the uh, vigil at their treehouse in the woods. And then goes and sleeps with their one of their childhood friend ladies. And wakes up and has horns. I'm just going to cut to it. I don't understand this movie. Because... The horns now give him the power to get the truth out of people, and those people then act out their innermost desires or the promptings from him. And the biggest examples that sound out, man, I, the, the, are the skeevy ones because he goes to a doctor and asks that he cuts him off, and he wakes up, and the doctor and the nurse are uh, having sex. And the doctor's like, what? You said we could do it. And it's like, so in that instance, 
the doctor had asked. And then later, his best friend, the cop, is with another guy, and they confess that they're kind of into each other. And then later, Ig's like, why don't you guys just, like, leave me alone and go go do stuff to each other? And they do. And so it, with those examples, like, the doctor asked for permission to do that. But then the other one, like, Ig tells him. So for me, there's not a clear definition of what's going on because he can go and ask people, and I think, the biggest one is there's a waitress who's lying about what she saw that makes him look bad. And when confronted, she's just like, Oh yeah. Like I'm a straight up liar. Like I'm going to get my 15 minutes of fame. I, you know, I, of course I didn't see that. That's not what happened, but I don't care. Like she's willing to sell him out and do these things for some kind of fame down the road and religion. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to understand this because I have been religious majority of my life and not even a decade ago, I got myself out of it. And so I am not a fan of religion. And what this movie is telling me is that he has horns that is generally recognizes something from Satan and doing kind of a look on the internet of kind of the deeper meaning of the book slash movie is, The devil just might be, you know, the great equalizer of horrible things. God lets an innocent woman die. Well, now this, now this guy has horns and he can get confessions from people. And the weird thing is like, they see it, but then soon afterwards, like they forget they even saw egg that the horn. So it's not like a widespread thing. Like everybody's going around gossiping about it. And okay, this is what I, I, I digress. The girlfriend's cross necklace plays a role in this because what we learn is that this was the catalyst for the meat cute. Ig asked his friend to fix it. The friend also has a crush on her. Oh, God, figure this love triangle out. You know what? Throughout the movie, you realize like most people wanted this chick, and it is... This girl is down the dumps crying her eyes out, and everybody's just trying to get a piece. Okay, so Iggs like re- gets the friend to fix the necklace, gives the necklace back to her. Everybody grows up. Those two are lovey-dovey, blah, 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 blah. Girlfriend gets murdered. Now all of a sudden, his friend lawyer is wearing the necklace, and he lies about it and says, no, this is my own, blah, 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 and can't tell or doesn't know that he's got horns. Like every time Ig brings it up, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? And he never can get him to tell the truth about anything come to find out. Apparently this is some kind of magical necklace, which again, I'm, I'm confused of because if this is some kind of divinity thing of being a a killer to justice, why is the necklace protecting this person? Great question. I don't know. But when a egg eventually rips it off of him, all of a sudden he can see everything and this guy flat out tries to murder Ig, stabs him, lights him on fire. Ig is able to drive off into the water, cool down, and he comes out all burned. But the necklace like heals him, and then like he gets on fire, and like I'm confused. I am just straight up confused of what I'm supposed to understand from all this. This guy gets horns. He magically can get the truth from people to find the killer, which happens to be the lawyer friend who was just out in the. Okay, let me back up. Ig was going to propose. She found out she had cancer and wouldn't have much time to live and didn't want 
Ig to go through that and then basically not be able to move on. So she was going to push him away now and move away, and she was just torn up about it. She gets a ride from the brother because his brother was going to show up to help celebrate. Out wherever, she makes him stop the car because it gets a little creepy. In the rain, walks to the treehouse, and then for some reason, the lawyer friend is there. And I don't remember if it explains why he's out there in the rain in the middle of the night, but he tries to shoot his shot, gets denied, and decides to take advantage of her and then smash her head in. And the brother said that he would wait at the side of the road. He basically passed out from alcohol and drugs, wakes up, and there's the stone that the lawyer used to kill her, and he ends up hiding it and... It's it's mislead after mislead after mislead because we're not giving all the information either. Like Ig, Ig is piecing it together. Like it's that's what I'm saying. Like this is just a weird it's trying to piece together a mystery for you with supernatural elements, but I don't understand the rules and what the elements are, and so it's hard to be like, Oh, okay, because when anything can happen, then I guess I, everything is just acceptable. I, I just have to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's that makes perfect sense. He uh, he now knows about all these people's deepest, darkest desires and how they feel about. It. And like even his parents are like, basically, like, you piece of shit. Like she was the best thing about you. I I don't even care to see you anymore because she was the best part of you, and you're just a pile of trash. And I I don't know how a kid would get back from that anyway. If your parents said that to you. So this movie is okay. Daniel Radcliffe does a lot of heavy lifting. I enjoy him in most of his movies. I think he is above and beyond what most actors do. That TV show he's on, that Miracle Workers. I've seen some of those seasons. I've enjoyed that. I Like I said, Harry Potter, I can take it or leave it. That was not really my thing. Still ne- isn't. I have nothing against those movies. It's just nothing I nerd out about. Good for you if you do. There's nothing wrong with that. I I think he's phenomenal. But this movie, I think, altogether, for me, just if you take out Daniel Radcliffe, if you take out, I'm a I'm a big fan of good scenery and good, uh, just overall like atmosphere and location, it works. But when you start, for me, again, for me, you start asking questions of like, but why this and why that? And how it unravels. And you're left with, well, then what did I just witness? But that's just me going off on a rant. Horns, it's not scary. And again, like halfway through this movie, all of a sudden snakes start showing up out of nowhere. And he can control snakes. And that's what helps him kill the lawyer guy after, after he after Daniel Radcliffe's character got wings and flew and then like turned into a lava monster and a snakes end up killing the lawyer guy by going through the stab wound to the stomach and then jamming and one jamming itself down its throat. That's how the guy dies. And again, it's like, whoa, we can't even give like the guy who was trying to find the killer, the satisfaction of like giving the final blow. It's snakes. It's snakes. You, th- he couldn't even get a, like a good. I, give me a Mortal Kombat fatality. You're, this, I, I am led to believe up to this point, Daniel Radcliffe is supernatural. He has been lit on fire, stabbed, shot, still going, and 
what's going to kill the guy who murdered his girlfriend is fucking snakes after Daniel Radcliffe got one stab wound in on him. Like, bullshit. I want a good death. Light this mother up. Light him on fire. Is this is Daniel Radcliffe the devil? Is he an angel? I don't know because this movie's not telling me. But something needs to happen to this dude. I don't know. It's just... it. Ooh, now that I'm talking about it, I'm mad. I'm mad because there should have been a better ending to this movie, and there wasn't. It was just a cop-out and a half. <sighs> it's in the past. It's over. I don't like it. I don't like this movie. There's no good payoff. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But, you know, other people like it, and other people hate it worse than I do. So here's some 10 out of 10 reviews. This which runs entitled, I can't believe this movie doesn't get more love. Nope, it probably gets just the right amount. We'll see. I give this movie a 10 out of 10 for many reasons, and here is three to keep it simple. <laughs> the first is the impeccable acting. This entire movie was cast perfectly, and Daniel Radcliffe broke the Harry Potter typecast and gave us a phenomenal performance in Horns. I definitely felt the chemistry between Radcliffe and Temple. Both of them are outstanding and sexy. The second is the book-to-screen adaptation. Aside from leaving a few key points of Lee's backstory out. Ooh, see? Interesting. The film kept the originality and humor that Joe Hill's novel blessed us with. I don't ever go into a book-to-film adaptation expecting everything to math perfectly. All right. And this movie did everything right. Seems like it's high price. Yeah, okay, continuing. The third is the cinematography. Such a beautiful and artful film. Everything about the way this movie looks is delivered perfectly it's not bad I, I agree with that if you want if if you have not watched this movie or at least read the novel please take the time to do so it is such an original story and well worth it it's disturbing funny sad satisfying and so much more sure uh its own genre like nothing i've ever seen this film deserves an 11 i wish i didn't rate any other movies as a 10 because this there's a deserves a score above all others damn okay it's so original, like nothing I've ever experienced before. It's like an adult-themed fairy tale, a cross between Bridge to Terabithia and Martyrs. The symbolism and themes throughout spark deep reflection and thought. There are some rather disturbing scenes, but they're so creative and art so artistic. See this, and you'll not be over underwhelmed. Just keep an open mind, or you will be completely freaked out and might not and. <laughs> And might want to stop watching. Don't press that pause or stop button. And you won't regret it. Sure. Uh, last 10 out of 10. I made an account just so I could write a review for this. Oh my god. Okay. Horns has to be one of the most interesting and refreshing movies I've seen in a long time. The acting was fantastic. And the pace of the movie was perfect. Daniel Radcliffe surprised me. The most, the most only, okay, I'm going to start over. Daniel Radcliffe surprised me the most only really knowing him from the Harry Potter series. Seeing him act as a character such as this was a delightful change. I have to say, I would rate this acting 10 out of 10. Oh my God, that's because there's a long sentence. Whew. I love the originality of the whole movie and it keeps me on your toes and consistently guessing who really killed Ig's girlfriend. I usually lose attention while watching movies, but this one kept me watching till the very end. Overall, if you're looking for a great movie with an awesome and original plot, 
I would 100% recommend this movie. I feel like these high praises come from an interesting place of, A, it's Daniel Radcliffe, and B, oh boy, the book. Do yourself a favor and read the book. And maybe the book is good. I, I don't know. I've got so many other things going on in my life. It's hard to sit down and read a Joe Hill book. You know what? I Same with Stephen King. I mean, if anything, Stephen King, I'm just going to have to – freaking watch the show maybe I don't know but I feel like I've been burned more times than not by his adaptations that I'm just kind of over it at this point but that's just me okay five out of ten this one's just entitled meh okay I've read the book and liked it not the greatest book I've ever read but good enough so I guess my expectations were colored by the book and at first it was okay movie followed the book story not letter by letter, obviously, but close enough so that base was there. I understand something translate badly to the screen. Some scenes didn't help. Flashbacks, mostly, etc. Then around the middle, it just goes off the rails and starts spinning its own tail. It's not just these deviations. It's that story starts going downhill once it does. Entire plot feels rushed. Ending is bad. And there is point, quote unquote, in the end, as there should be. Overall, you may like the movie on its on itself, but if you read the book, that's not likely. I feel like I did not speak in proper English on that one. So I'm not, whatever. Not boring. First, I want to say that the book frustrated me. Not because of the story, which I found to be quite interesting, but the way that it was written was not professional. I am no fan of Joe Hill but I do prefer the movie to the book. Oh, okay. Daniel Radcliffe did a nice job as Ig, and his talent as an actor is growing through. I did find some scenes to be a little annoying, but that's just me. I wasn't bored at all with the film, and it did keep me entertained. I give credit to the director and the film crew who did a wonderful job piecing together the script from the book as I personally felt that the hard work creating a visual from the novel with worked quite well. All right, so they don't even like the book, but they prefer okay, prefer the movie. So this one's called it Takes a While to Get Going. The only name I recognize here is Radcliffe. He does enjoy the odd quirky script. Here he's Parrish, who appears to be accused of killing his girlfriend, but it's all quite fuzzy at first, and he seems to be growing horns like the devil. And it seems to bring out the worst in people around him. They confess to him and spill their guts. Flashbacks, some continuity issues. They keep playing David Bowie's heroes. Flashback, flash forward, lots of flashing. So we slowly watch the events unfold. It all it all comes together by the end, sort of. If it doesn't have Radcliffe, I might have turned it off about halfway through. But he brings good things to these oddball stories. Directed by Al Alexandre Aha. Story by Joseph King, son of Stephen King. <laughs> That's a good cap to this. I, I agree with that analysis. That's pretty much like summed up. That's a just a spot on summary of the movie. Uh, last five out of ten, no direction in particular. I don't have high expectations for this movie as I thought it was going to be some kind of not that great horror movie. But it wasn't even that because they just didn't decide what to tell with this movie or what they wanted to focus on. It, was, it has horror elements, yet some moments are comedic. It has romance elements, but it has no proper character development. It focused on the horns, but that just makes it impossible to take the movie seriously. 
Just a weird movie with no purpose. A guy wakes up with a set of horns on his head and his life starts spiraling out of control as he is blamed for his girlfriend's death. Yeah, again, that's kind of like a basic plot summer, but he was already getting accused of the girlfriend's death before he got the horns, so how long has he been accused? I don't know, before he gets the horns? Who knows? One out of ten. I can't believe I sat through that. This is quite possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know anything about it at all and only watched it because I wanted to see Daniel Radcliffe in a different role from Harry Potter. You know, it sucks when actors are just like, oh, this is a guy from Harry Potter. He did Harry Potter. He can go beyond that. We get it. I must say I was impressed with his American, oh my God, with his American accent and his acting. But otherwise, it was a stinker. The screenwriters obviously have an extremely limited vocabulary, and although I attempted to keep an open mind and give it a chance, I found much of the movie offensive. Okay. The number of positive reviews this movie received is astounding, and I can't believe I stuck with it to the end. I kept thinking it had to get better at some point, but it never did. I would like to know what they found offensive. Like, what? Was it the language? Was it... The subject matter, like, uh, what are we talking about here? 1 out of 10, entitled Embarrassing. The first couple of minutes are interesting. Unfortunately, interesting enough to keep me on the hook. About a third of the way through, I thought that surely it couldn't get any worse. It does. I'm embarrassed to say I watched it all the way to the end, which is worse than the long, agonizing, horrible acting and written middle of the movie. And that's saying a lot. If you want to continue to like Radcliffe, for his PH days, don't don't want this film. Damn, ouch. All right, you know what? Don't waste your time. This is from 2019. Most of all these other reviews from from uh, about the time the movie came out. So, I mean, this is a little more current than most. Don't waste your time. This is just another predictable mess with a woman where a woman dies because a man feels entitled to her existence, but with some magical realism thrown on top, yawn. The list of problems this movie has goes on and on, with almost nothing good to balance it out. The ending was laughably bad. Yeah, I agree with that. The girl's secret was obvious by the end of the first scene, and she was given obviously no personality. You know, that's interesting. I, I, You don't know that, you know, even being told like her mom had cancer, her mom is obviously like got to be in her 30s and 40s when she died. And so it's I didn't pick up on the fact like she could possibly have cancer at such a young age that'd be so advanced, but okay, I mean, I guess if you picked it up on you good. Good on you, Sherlock fucking Holmes. Uh, let's see here. The antagonist could be spotted miles away. The tone was all over the place. The sexual content was entirely unnecessary. The only character I actually like was Glenna who was woefully cliche, but at least made me feel some sympathy. If you want a good film with magical realism, childhood sweethearts, and a crime being solved, just watch Odd Thomas instead. Uh, you know what? Just just one more. This one's called Half a Star. This movie was absolutely horrible. The ending has no clarification to what happened at all. True that. My best friend just lost the privilege to choose any future movies. <laughs> Ooh, friends in the dog house now, fool. Harry Potter was the only good part about this. Fuck, we're not even using his real name. We're just calling him Harry Potter. About this movie. The other characters were weird. Everything was really random. The whole entire thing was a big WTF. I give it half a star, just like Chris Rock 
in the longest yard. Although Harry Potter did a great job faking an American accent. God, can we get off the accents, please? He can do a better than this movie. I think the idea was pretty good, but the way it was shown was pretty bad. Only watch this movie if you want to laugh or two hours straight. I even held in my yellow stream two hours. God damn it. And it wasn't worth it. IMDB won't even let me give it half a star. And this is from 2015. Hold in my yellow stream. Okay. Dude, if you're watching at home, fucking pause me and go take a leak. Jeez, that should not. I give this movie a half a star because I cannot go pee. But I'm watching it at home and I could go pee any chance I get. I know that's not his whole review, but damn, that is hilarious. Yeah, I I come down on the five stars. Like, there's some good stuff in there. But I also, like, if it's a five star with a, like, it, 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 it's pushing back towards the one, man. This movie is just, it it is, it's out there. And I feel like, unfortunately, because it's got Joe King on it, it's like, oh, it's bankable. It's like something we can do. Of course we'll make money. Yeah, well, if it's poorly written and makes no fucking sense. Hello, let's do, let's make this better. You got Daniel Radcliffe here. Let's let's do something with it. Yeah, this movie, uh, hard pass, man. Don't even don't even worry about it. It's not worth your time, not worth your effort. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Movie Rewrite. Not liking horns. Later. So maybe, maybe the horns just don't work on good people. Yeah, I think you've been under an inhuman amount of stress recently. And maybe you're just starting to go a little, you know, a little, uh, little cuckoo. But if I'm this crazy and I can imagine of this, then I could easily have got so drunk that I blacked out that night and killed Marin and just forgot all about it, right? <laughs>